You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now finally, the intro will mean something again every weekday, I should say. Local experts on the number one (laughs) daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. I emphasize daily because today is the first day that we are going to be back with you really every 24 hours until the weekend we recharge and then we come back at you Monday through Friday. We are back on the grind. Nada, how does it feel? Training camp starting tomorrow. Media day was today. The grind is back. Are you ready for it? I am nowhere close to ready for it, but you know what? Same. At like, like <laughs> at this point, it feels like our off season was really, really, really too short. And I had a whole bunch of plans on doing some new content, coming up with some new concepts for this season. And guess what happened? The season's back. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. I am not, I'm not prepared for this. I am not prepared for other things. We will get into what I'm completely not prepared for and really don't like. But you know what? You have to set this up because, again, you drive the car. You drive the car. I just occasionally put my hand on the wheel, steer it left, steer it right, and occasionally sometimes I steer it into a ditch. Who knows? There was one time when I was learning how to drive, and then we were in the driver's ed car. The assistant football coach, because, of course, small town, the assistant football coach, he's going to help you driving. He is the driver's ed teacher. There was one time where I was turning, and I was turning left to the, of the median into wrong into different traffic right traffic coming my way and dude i've never seen anybody respond so just so calmly into us kind of me putting us into a death trap situation he just calmly reaches over because i'm sure he's been in that situation a million times he calmly <laughs> reaches over grabs the steering wheel with excellent precision almost with his hand his other hand having a pen writing on a clipboard stay right to the median please and then pulls it over and then saves us with one hand acting like it was something he did and i guess he has every day of his life it was amazing so you mentioning you grabbing the steering wheel and steering us into some places um it reminded me of uh, his name was coach stoker shout out to carrie stoker man one of catawba county's <laughs> finest either way let's move on um i was over at the spectrum center today got to see James Borrego, got to see Terry Rogier, all of those guys speaking to local media to get us ready for the season. And remember, training camp is going to start tomorrow. There were a couple overarching themes. Is it overarching or overarching? Overarching. Oh, it, like it, it, It's one of those actually tomato-tomato things. That's what I so, thought. I'm, I'm going to go with overarching. So it's one of those overarching things. themes was make the playoffs this year or else it's a failed season. That's the words from Terry Rogier. I didn't say that. I know. It's Terry Rogier, your leader, telling you that it is playoff or bust this season. It will be a failed year if they do not make it. Terry also mentions the Miami trip that he organized. Everybody talked about the Miami trip, how good that was for them. They all gave Terry a shout out for organizing that. We'll get to that. 
We'll have plenty of content to get to from the Hornets media days over the next couple of days, maybe even milk it all throughout the week because there is a decent amount, right? When every player speaks, Kai Jones, James Booknight, Cody Martin, when all those guys speak, we're going to have a lot to try to cover over the next few days and over the next week before we can start to dissect some games. October 4th, I believe, is their first preseason game. Yep, next that, next Monday. Yep. Next Monday where we can't see it because, well... Um, that's the one non-televised Hornets game. So everybody's going to be on uh, different little torrents to try and find their way to watch that game because I know I will be. All right. I want to, before we get into the playoff or bust thing first, just because we've mm-hmm. kind of set the table more so eating into the first segment, maybe we can put more meat on the bones in the second segment. But for the first segment, let's mention Terry Rozier. We'll, we'll talk about his press availability today. And I want to talk about that Miami trip because not at one, I think the media played a part in this. It was something everybody asked every player, but they did genuinely seem to very much so enjoy it. So Terry Rozier, he's the mastermind behind all of this. He's the one that gets everybody together and I want to go to a Gordon Hayward comment contributing to that as well Gordon was asked about the Miami trip he said it was awesome he said he had been a part of off-season trips before with other franchises only played with two other ones right played with Boston played with Utah before this so he's only been a part of um, he, he said he had been a part of other off-season trips but not any trip where every single player showed up He said that is what made this one different, and it was really cool to see how everybody came together. And then you would hear Kai Jones. I I can't wait to talk about Kai Jones. Dude is (laughs) awesome in front of the mic, just excited as hell. He is a – you talk about just young kid. It's like Calvin Cambridge making it to the NBA being that excited. It's exactly what it is. But he was talking – You went a little bow wow. I did. I did go a little bow wow. Yeah, he's the seven-foot crazy athletic version. He doesn't need the shoes in order to do some of the stuff that he was doing out there in summer league. Either way, Kai Jones was talking about, yeah, you know, like here at me and James Booknight, you know, don't know the guys all that well. And then Terry Rogier, just without thinking – you know, he's like, yeah, come with us. Come hang out with us in Miami. Everybody's invited. Super appreciative. Kai Jones was talking about that. So, look, I, I, we are, if we made this a drinking game every time you said it's about the people and the people stuff matters, I would be drunk before we even got to the second segment. But it is that kind of stuff that you talk about, Nada. When you mention the people stuff matters, the Hornets have always had a really good locker room. It doesn't matter if the core was Kimball Walker, Marvin Williams, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Now it doesn't matter if it's Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball. Cody Zeller's gone now, so you bring in a Mason Plumley, who also is going to be a good locker room guy. It, it, these guys really like playing with one another, and it showed itself by everybody participating in Miami. It, I, it's, this is one of those times where I really, 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 really don't want to brag and tell everybody I was right. But I was right about this. That's the thing you go to. That's the very first thing that you go to that you want to be the one that told us so. Goodness gracious, Nada, you are unrelenting. You, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to so, so, so here, hold on. You, you have a problem with me necessarily mm-hmm. saying at this point that the culture. Now, granted, you're right. There has to be fruit. But normally, like when we start talking about trips like this, how much how, how much do you remember of that China trip that they took last? Um, I want to say it was that the year before they went to the playoffs, the year they before they won forty eight games, they went on that China trip, and for I want to say a smooth two months, Jeremy Lin would talk about it, Kemba Walker would talk about it, Al Jefferson would talk about it. 
that team really got to bond over that China trip, and it basically became a unifying cry, what have you. I would honestly say that if this Miami vacation off-season workout becomes something similar to the China trip, I can see this being one of those things that's very, very beneficial in the en- in the end. And this is where the people stuff matters. And this is where Terry Rozier having the pulse for the team better than anybody else. Getting Gordon Hayward. Like, he got everybody to show up. Mason Plumlee been on the team for two minutes. Guess where he was? He was in Miami with everybody else. He got Jordan. Like, Terry got <laughs> Jordan to show up. Ownership showed up. Like, that's how awesome all of this stuff is. And... I really want to like be one of those that says, oh, this doesn't matter. But this feels like the start of something special where these guys have a bond. And I really do want people to understand that bonds like this are not like normal in the yeah. NBA, per se. Not everybody goes on every offseason trip. The fact that everybody showed up is and came together for a unified goal, even the rookies, that's no, it is. It, it, it is good that the locker room is going to be so tightly knit once again. And all of these guys really do not only get along, but they all have really good relationships and are all friends off of the court even. Um, so that it, it really is cool. And I only joke with you, Nada. But yes, it is. It is awesome to see that all of these guys uh, do embrace one another the way that they have that Miami trip. It really was a theme of media day, certainly um, when talking to the veterans about it and they got to speak about it a little more. So, all right, Nada, why don't you tell the people about Sleeper because Sleeper is another great product that we partner with here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. When Walker, so Walker, when we talk about things coming together, we got to talk about the brain trusted sleeper because in 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized the game of fantasy basketball was broken. Games were won and lost just on the sheer massive games during a simple week and required very little strategy as more, much more busy work. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each started account towards their team's total score, ensuring an, a number of games played between opponents. The days of be, of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The games of the days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work are over. O-V-A-H. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each map, each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks have you covered. Sleeper crack the fantasy basketball code. If you love playing fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy, Rather than daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Go on, download the Sleeper app, and start a league with your friends today. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. All right, we talk more about Terry Rozier's media availability and plenty more coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a Funkmaster Flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
How familiar does this sound? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and then you've got some obscure relatives log in for the good stuff. You don't even talk to them anymore. You just have the password. What do they change it? Then you can't have all your stuff all lined up and organized, so you might as well just get it all in one device. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part is that there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter. Get rid of the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. And you can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by the package. All right, let's talk about the other theme of Hornets Media oh, Day, Nada. It was Terry Rozier setting the tone. Gordon Hayward would say the same thing. Miles Bridges, he's one that said it last year. PJ Washington agrees with it. The theme is that it is playoffs or bust this season. You cannot deem this a successful year. If they do not get to the postseason, this is them talking. It's not me. This is Terry Rozier saying quite literally, if we don't make the playoffs, then you can say it's a failed year. What do you think of the theme? What do you think of the words that Terry Rozier said first? And certainly everybody echoed as they would come in uh, talking to the media. I feel like they've painted themselves into a corner. I really, 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 really wish that they did not do that because now the bar is now raised not only internally and I'm okay with internally raising the bar externally raising the bar with media with everybody else with fans is a recipe for this being a results based year and I understand why the new hundred million dollar man wants to have a results based year he's got to say that because he can't say that results don't necessarily matter I would also understand why Gordon Hayward would say that, but the Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington contingent, um, I granted LaMelo Ball didn't say too much to that, but at this point, there's a lot of this that I really wish, like, don't paint yourself into a corner. And for And I said it on Twitter, it's the end of this being fun, whether it's win or loss. Now it is just simply based on results. And... Whether you won or you lost, the whys and the wherefores don't necessarily matter as much to fans. It's going to matter to us because we have daily content to put out on the whys of why things happened and why things didn't happen and everything else like that. That part is always going to be consistent with us. But for fans, this becomes a you didn't win, you suck, you, we can turn on you at any given point. And I don't think the players understand how fragile the relationship is if this team doesn't necessarily win at this point. Here's the thing, not a like at some point you got to make the playoffs, right? Oh, I agree. At some point you got to, you just got to go out there and, and even say it, you know, this is something they were somewhat flirting with last year, not only just getting to the playoffs, but even just putting that out there. I mentioned miles was somebody at preseason, you know, in media day, I believe is when he said it. He was like, you know, we all kind of know what, what this franchise has been recently. Like it's time to take that step up. And they went out and they got destroyed in the play-in game by the Indiana Pacers. And they talked about that today as well, how ready they are to get past that. That's something they've all 
dwelled on and now it's time to move on and, and they've got that hunger within them like they haven't dwelled on it in a bad way I guess it's that that's been in the back of their mind they don't want that to happen again they recognize that it might be something they all have to go through but we had preached all last year this is the time I that we can enjoy the ride we can reap all the benefits of watching LaMelo Ball have a ton of fun and a ton of impact on the Charlotte Hornets team with all of the dunks, Miles Bridges being the best in-game dunker, P.J. Washington's 42-point night, Malik Monk's hot scoring streak, Gordon Hayward going on that stretch right out of the gate, Terry Rozier having a career year. Even if it didn't lead to enough wins for them to make the playoffs at the end, it was all gravy because the Hornets took care of the number one hardest thing to do, and that's draft your potential superstar, and they have a lot of other nice pieces in place. What is this now? Fourth year for James Borrego? Year three of the rebuild. LaMelo Ball going into a se- Year huh? three of the rebuild. Year three of the rebuild. Year four for James Borrego. Miles Bridges, year four. Terry Rozier, year three with this team. Already a vet. Gordon Hayward, year two. Yeah, it's It's time. I mean, I don't have any problem saying that we, we can make our predictions on whether they are going to make it, but I have zero problem and I like it. I like them saying this is what we want. We have expectations. Let's go out and reach it. I have no problem with what the Hornets are talking about saying they want to make. The and I don't mind them having those internal expectations. But the thing is, if you're focusing solely on the results, you are going to lim- eliminate any sort of context. And I think that when we're talking about this for fans, We have to understand context. The East is much, much deeper this year. We need to understand that context. Toronto could come back in a monster way and disrupt a lot of these plans to be in that 7, 8, 9, 10 range. There's a lot of this that I feel like is entirely too fluid to say, hey, fans, if if we don't make the playoffs – It's a busted season. I understand that from the internal. I completely understand internally saying that. But at the same time, like, again, this just comes back to me saying I do not trust fans and the fan base to react kindly if this team wins 35 games. They may be a better team overall, but if they win 35 games and just miss the play-in or – get within one game of making the playoffs and then everybody's going to be saying this is a failed season. I'm really not going to be the one to want to hear that, especially if at this point, like you like one, the minute you throw out there playoffs are bust. You've eliminated basically talking about any sort of context with this season at whatsoever. And at this point, it basically just leaves like logic leaves the room with this. And I'm not sure that's the smartest thing for them to have done. I don't think it here's my I guess here's my point about having this be a playoff or but a bust season. So when you look playoff or butt as well, also, if you don't make the playoffs and this team is yes. but if you, you that's the kind of comment you would hate. If you look at the Eastern Conference standings now, uh, somebody got mad at me for saying the Eastern Conference is is tougher this year. But I think that's a pretty consensus yeah. viewpoint. The, the NBA, the Eastern Conference is harder this year. If you look at the way that some of these teams operated in the offseason. I understand all of that, but at the same time, when you're looking, I'm trying to pull up the standings from last year. Okay. So if you look at the Charlotte Hornets and and say that they rank, let's say that they go and anywhere from the eight to the nine seed, right? Finish very similar to what they did last year, the 10 seed or something like that, and they don't get in, we're going to be left disappointed. 
having just had a team try to do this the year, uh, try to do this the year prior. Uh, and, and I can see why the Hornets are ready to take that next step. And I know your next step up. And I know you're talking about internal versus just saying it out loud. Uh, but I, I just don't think that you're fooling anybody. You know, like wh- what's the context that makes this a successful year that doesn't end in a playoff berth? Be- is it injuries? Well, I don't think any player. It, 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 I mean, I, it's I, th- I think it's too much to say, OK, yeah, barring injuries, barring injuries like uh, we don't have to say barring injuries as a caveat with every answer to try to serve as some con- context like, thing. So like I, I like go ahead. you could have. So let, let me put it this way. Let's say you have 37, like, let's say you win 37 games. Kai Jones comes along late. Book Knight comes along late. You just have that December road trip before everything really got to congeal, and that's the reason you don't make the playoffs. And everyone going to be okay with that? Because I'm pretty sure we're not even going to remember the December trip. We are, Me and you are. How many fans are? How many people nationally are going to look at this? From You're saying if the young guys come along at the end of the year and they don't make the playoffs, uh, that would be something that you would deem some some type of success? Yeah. Like, I, I would honestly say, like, this, the East is deeper this year, y'all. Like, the East is deeper. The schedule is tougher. I think we need to throw in a couple of, if this happens... It's got to be kind of okay because they're young. And more importantly, I ain't even talked about the biggest caveat. The center position at, at this point is a question mark at best. At best. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, considering what we know about the rest of the East and the rest of the East getting better at the center position, everybody except maybe the Charlotte Hornets, like that kind of matters here too. A lot of this. Like, there's a lot of this that the data's not there to say, okay, we're going to make... And I understand betting on yourself. Terry Rozier's done that every step of the way. And I could be wrong. It won't be the first time. It sure as shit won't be the last. But at the same time, this is the same thing that, like, I just want people to understand. When people start throwing a lot, lobbing all the criticism at them, if they don't get there... I, I want people to understand that this is the landscape that, that the players have set for themselves at this point. Yeah, no, the players have set that like that was the expectations for them this year. And, and it's why we kept saying, hey, we're, we're cool with everything going on with the Hornets, regardless of the win loss record. The fact that LaMelo continues to improve the fact that Terry Rogier is having a career season. This sets up nicely for 2021. And I just don't know, like we can change the expectations of the team a little bit like the 36 and a half Vegas over under we both went over but we both also discussed how it is going to be tough the team can be a better overall product without actually finishing higher in the standings because of the way that the Eastern Conference operated this offseason you know we can go through the teams right Charlotte's not going to be better than Philadelphia they're not going to be better than Brooklyn they're not going to be better than Milwaukee I would put Miami Atlanta even Boston up there. If you want to take away Boston, then fine. But I've given you five teams now that you can feel pretty comfortable. The Hornets are not going to finish above and that's okay. But I think that next tier, right? Like I think in that, I think it's, it's okay to ask for that top six and internally, externally, I think that's fine as well. We, we can continue this on. We've gone to uh, much over on the second segment, but let's go ahead and move on to the third. Maybe talk a little bit more about the media day, the expectations they put on themselves. That's coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast.
This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're, well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. Unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it is coming down to the wire in the postseason. It's about to happen. The NFL, they're just picking up, though, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So that's what Terry and Gordon were discussing. They both want to make the playoffs. The entire team does. This is their year to go out there and actually achieve a playoff spot compared to last year where they only got into the play-in tournament. They got a little taste of it, got destroyed by Indiana. They say hopefully they can benefit from that type of experience. Um, Gordon Hayward also was uh, discussing you know, his transition to this team and how he really likes it here in Charlotte. Obviously, you read the blog spot and um, or the, the blog piece that he put up there about the city of Charlotte. Another guy that likes the city and has been doing a good job as far as being a leader within this team is Miles Bridges. And Miles Bridges was asked about whether he wants to start or whether he wants to come off of the bench and maybe even be that guy. But of course, as we mentioned in the media answers in that portion of the role play, Miles said he doesn't care, doesn't matter if he comes off of the bench or if he starts. He's just here to help the team win. Nada, what did you make of that comment? Something I guess I expected him to say, but also he said it nonetheless. Is there anything you draw from you that? You know, I don't like I, I, I applaud Miles Bridges for basically giving us the um the stip- typical answer, but we all know he wants to start. Because we we just did this in in our uh role play media day. We know he wants to start. Everyone wants to start. Everyone wants as many minutes as they possibly can. And with a contract year coming up for Miles Bridges, he's going to want to start. So I like as much as we would like to believe him, we don't believe him. And it's okay. Like, I'm glad that he's playing the company line. It is media day. But we all know that that's going to be one of the most interesting, quote unquote, training camp battles that we have going into this year. And the, that's the funny part. We didn't even get to the training camp roster, which is, has one really big omission to it, or at least one name that wasn't on there that we get to talk about tomorrow. But the playing, the, the, the training camp battles, like between him, between a whole bunch of other guys, this is going to be a really interesting scenario. And these games are going to matter in terms of experimentation, who plays well with what, and... We could see a scenario where, like, I didn't think that the Plumley would be could possibly come off the bench. It sounds like it may happen where we may see the itty bitty bugs lineup or a version of the itty bitty bugs lineup with Miles and PJ starting. Like that can be on that that might be on the table at this point. 
Yeah, I'm kind of conflicted on what I'd rather see Miles do, like what's most beneficial. Is it him starting playing along with a LaMelo ball where both of those guys have such a good chemistry together and really it doesn't matter. He's going to get his minutes with LaMelo anyway, even if it's not the first five minutes of the game. I understand that, but it's also nice to get a good start with your best possible lineup, maybe going into the start of the first quarter. Either way, I'm trying to figure out if Miles playing along with LaMelo where clearly he benefits if that's better for him and the team or if it's better for Miles to be the guy coming in with the second unit when you go to your sixth and seventh maybe he plays a few minutes with the starters and then you start to go uh, to the rest of the guys that are your twos to play along with the Miles and I think he can be good in both of those roles Um, I just think I think the LaMelo factor affects Miles as much as any one because they're they are really good friends on and off of the court. And I think that probably plays into this maybe a little bit where miles would go in as the starter. I just don't know. Is PJ somebody that thrives in that two spot more than he does, you know, starting and also benefiting from a LaMelo because everybody does and playing with the other starters being a spot up shooter that doesn't have to drive as much necessarily can also, you know, play defense really well down low. Like I I just miles and, you know, starting playing with LaMelo who he's really good with or or coming off of the bench, being the guy among the backups, quote unquote, which one's better? And I think that's a, a question that I really want to see answered once again. Yeah, no, I do think that is a very important question because it dictates everything that you're going to see off this bench. Like, we could talk about how strong the bench, like, I, like, I don't think it's like brain surgery to say that a bench with either PJ or Miles coming off of it is probably a lot stronger than one without it. And I would even go, I would probably go even further to say a bench with either, like, I would probably go, like, a bench with PJ or Miles is probably something that you can lean on a little bit more. And you don't have to worry about burning out a PJ Washington on the block. The problem is their best lineup involves PJ at the center. And unfortunately, like, I think, and and I understand this is like, this question was initially posed as, do we do this as PJ and Miles or PJ or Miles? But I think more likely, like, the more I think about it, the more I think the battle isn't between PJ and Miles. It's between PJ and Plumley right now, which one works better in terms of flexibility and which one is more sustainable. I think that's the battle that's going to go on. And then on top of that, where does Kai Jones fit in this? Because that can make that can. Mean yeah, that. if Kai Jones does have that kind of role this year, maybe he'll come into play. But <laughs> Kai Jones, man, speaking to everybody today, so much fun to listen to. And we'll get to his comments and other comments. Maybe try to have more of an organized. This person said this. This person said that. Maybe tomorrow, a lot of other players to get to. Also, the training camp roster, the omission of one Leangelo Ball. What does uh, that mean for Leangelo's career? Does it mean anything to Lamelo, who also talked about that today? Um, we'll get to all of that tomorrow in the next episode of Locked On Hornets. Thanks again for joining us. We are back with you daily. Uh, and make sure you tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We will be back with you tomorrow. Ooh.